Charles. Cheers. 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 Yep, that's us. That's just a taste of what you're in for. You're listening to the Wine and Whiteboards podcast miniseries, Drunken Marketing. We're here to drink some wine and share ridiculously hilarious and real marketing experiences with you. We're all part of a B2B marketing team and work together at our nine to five. Sometimes working in marketing can be funny, annoying, or just straight up weird. Our team is going to give you a behind the scenes look at marketing while sharing hilarious stories and situations that we found ourselves in. Let's be real. Some of these stories may not have been funny at the time, but in hindsight, they make us laugh and we've grown to become better marketers because of them. So grab a glass of wine and join us as we tell you the lessons we've learned the hard and funny way. So welcome back to the Wine and Whiteboards little side gig that we have going here called Drunken Marketing because clearly we can't get enough of each other from our normal nine to five day that we also need to keep talking with this other side gig that we got going with our podcast. So this little episode that we're going to talk about here is hiring and firing contractors or freelancers. So obviously there are some reasons that you know, you want to hire some people to help you, which we've talked about in many of our episodes where we use Upwork or other different services for, you know, writing different things for us and helping us out because obviously we're not great at everything. So that's why we want to reach out and have other people help us along the way so they can fill a huge void without actually costing an arm and a leg. And they're the ones that are specialists in their field, which we are not. I mean, we, we pointed that out where we try to do our best, but clearly we need some help in some other areas. So we have hired countless people over the years, and some of them we've had to kind of let go as well. So everybody kind of knows a Steve, which I feel like we could also, I don't know, I want to say Karen, but it could be a Karen too, right? Uh, AKA someone that you wish you never hired in the first place, or maybe somebody else hired before you even got into your role. So they're kind of already there. Um, and maybe you can relate to that. So the great part about hiring contractors and freelancers is that you can also fire them just as quickly. So for this episode, we're going to share some headaches and some fireable offenses from contractors and freelancers. So go ahead and grab a glass or maybe a whole bottle so that you can match the effort that we are actually already at. What a fantastic intro, Kelly. So I have the first story for today's episode, and we are calling this Spider-Man. So this is one of the people that we hired on Upwork. Everything was done virtually, and all she was hired to do was kind of find some new contacts for us. And I started noticing that the time that she was working didn't really match the hours that I was paying her for. And so I was like, okay, well, you're not getting the work I needed you done and that you promised me. So I started to go into the features of Upwork. And if you've never used Upwork before, there's a backend area where you can actually look at the screenshots of what they're doing. So essentially anyone that you work with for a contractor or freelancer in Upwork, it will take random screenshots whenever they're like on the clock. And that helps tremendously for figuring out what they're doing and when you're paying them to work because you're obviously not in person or seeing them. And actually it's a trust factor. So I was going through screenshots. I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then I saw this thing where it was three hours of Spider-Man. She was watching the movie Spider-Man and 
when I confronted her about it, she gave me the whole, I'm really good at multitasking. And I had multiple screens and it was just on in the background. And I fired her that day. I was like, absolutely not. Like, I cannot have someone who's watching Spider-Man in the background. So not only did I fire her, I also got refunded. So that was a huge benefit for us. So a little tip there, if you want to go through a um, place like Upwork or Fiverr, there's a lot of different uh, companies like this. And they have those really great um, back-end features. So Paige, I'm interested in what... Upwork had said when you were like, I would like a refund because my person was watching Spider-Man. Do you remember what they said? Or was it just like a canned reply where they're like, okay, we'll refund you, blah, blah, blah. So they asked me to send them the screenshots and they're like, okay, well, sometimes people just have it on the background, but it was like three hours. So they couldn't really dispute that. And it actually just reminded me that we had more issues with this person too. Um, she was, she had her own little, like, ring of people that were working under her, if you guys remember. I forgot about that. You're absolutely right, Paige. It's like she had, like, recruited people to work on her projects on her her behalf. So maybe she was, like, giving them a cut of the money. I don't know. Yeah, because the point of Upwork is that you can, you can click two different things. You can say that they can, um, you have to be able to watch what they're doing. And you have to log like when you can do these screenshots or you can do it where they can upload manual time and you just have to say if you allow that or not. I didn't really see that at first because I was new to Upwork. So I was I had that checked. I was like, yeah, sure. They can do manual hours. I'm a freelancer. I get it. You know, you forget to do it every once in a while. But she was doing hours for like eight hours straight. And then it wasn't giving me any information of what she was doing. And it was on multiple computers because it showed me that. I was like, all right, all right, what is, what's going on? So at the end of the day, it was a fireable offense. And we definitely <laughs> learned that maybe some data management is something we need to bring in-house or a firm that's in our local area. Yeah. <laughs> data management isn't fun to begin with, though. So let's be honest, so you can't blame us for trying to outsource some of it. But I think my real question here, Paige, is which Spider-Man was she watching? Was she watching the old Tobey Maguire ones or was she watching the ones with, um, what's his name, Andy Garfield and Emma Stone? No, this was like two plus years ago. So, so it was definitely the Tom Holland. Maguire. No, it was the Tobey Maguire ones for Tobey sure. Ones. Those, yeah. That's even, that's a fireball offense right from the get-go. <laughs> because my order, it goes like, it goes Tom Holland. Then it's Andrew Garfield, and then it's Tobey Maguire ones. Couldn't agree more. But also, it's like, as a freelancer, like, really, you couldn't spare out the time to maybe watch Spider-Man on your own dime and not, like, while you're supposed to be working? Eh, I mean, it was easy for her to get away with unless I looked into those, like, screenshot things, which it took me a bit to figure out what was going on. Katie, did you have someone else you used and this something similar happened? Not the Spider-Man thing, but didn't we notice someone, like, different people were accessing our Google spreadsheet than we had given permission to? Or maybe this was Paige, but I thought there were, like, different names in our spreadsheet, and we were like, we definitely didn't give access to this person. I don't know who you are. And it was kind of one of those moments that you were like, maybe. I don't, I don't quite remember. I remember the person that I hired to do data 
entry or like data mining was um like the data was just bad like when we would try to use the data like a bunch a huge percentage of the contacts were not successfully receiving emails and things like that so i have no idea what they were doing but i don't have any funny stories about them but i remember it was not successful <laughs> we can dive into the next story that we wanted to share um, it was about someone that we hired to help us with events, because if you listened to our last episode of Drunken Marketing, you'll realize that we've had a bunch of shipping failures, if you will. So Sarah and I one day were like, you know what? We don't want to ship shit anymore. We're going to hire someone to do this for us. So we decided to hire someone to help us with shipping and some management things for events. She was a very nice person. I have nothing bad to say about her, but I do feel like we were catfished a little bit. She did not look anything like her picture from her profile in which we hired her. Her eyelashes may have touched the ceiling. I will say, Katie, that's because we only did a phone interview. We didn't bring her into the office. She was local. And we didn't do either a video interview or and in person. So I definitely, and at least do a video interview, even if you're hiring someone like remote that is not local. Um, yeah. We definitely learned that. She like, I think like she was holding a baby in her profile picture and looked all sweet and innocent. And then when she walked in, it was like purple mascara. It reminded me of Mimi from like the Drew Carey show back in like, what was that? The nineties, early 2000, something like that. Like that kind of crazy makeup. I feel like when our, um, front she's not our receptionist let us know that she was there and then when I walked around the corner I was like this isn't I don't know who this person is are you sure I don't see the person I hired I feel like this is a good time to say that like the grass isn't always greener on the other side where we have talked about oh if you have the money go ahead and like hire somebody out to help you with certain things where you don't necessarily know what you're going to get and it's always not beneficial to you when you're hiring someone out and it causes more stress and more problems and then more time on your end eventually. So I just want people listening that when they listen to our other podcast and they're like, oh, wow, they have really got it set now and they get all this money where they can hire people out. Sometimes it's not so great to have that money to hire people out when really you could have done it yourself in a much more timely fashion and much more orderly. Yes. Emphasis on the orderly. I think Sarah and I are very particular people. And like when we pack boxes for shipping, we like to play a little game of Tetris, make sure everything is fitting in right. If there's some extra space and you don't want your stuff wobbling around, you can put in some extra packing foam or like bubbles or something. I remember watching her pack a box one time and I swear she was just throwing shit like in a box, chapstick on top of a tablecloth. Um, and then like some highlighters in there and I'm like uh I mean those chapstick and those highlighters are going to bleed all over that tablecloth I can see it happening in my mind so I think sometimes after she left I would OCD repack the box because it was giving me anxiety about how it was packed (laughs) Katie I definitely repacked some of her boxes like I like untaped them and repacked them which obviously that's not the point of having a freelancer if you're going to have to do double the work but 
I think some of my favorite moments of her when is when she would answer the phone for her second job. Like we would be in the middle of packing for an event, which kind of takes all your focus because you've got to figure out what you're putting where and when, and you're supposed to be recording it so that we know like our inventory and what is going in what box and how many boxes we have. Because occasionally we can have like a hundred boxes going to an event if it's one we're putting on. And she'll just answer the phone and it was, her second job was some kind of like bodily fluid recovery. Yeah. Like if you ever saw the movie Sunshine Cleaning, she basically was that. Except she was the dispatch that would send out the people to go clean up the dead bodies or the hoarding situations. That was also a thing. People have to have yeah. someone to call to clean out their hoarders, like their parents or whatever. And one time she showed me this image, which I still have in my mind, so you can't really unsee this of this dead body that was found floating in the hot tub for a month. Like, oh. she had died, I think, of natural causes, like, just, like, a heart attack or something like that. But she disintegrated in a hot tub for, like, 30 days. So she was just a pool of goo and mush. And, I mean, it just looked like a really dirty hot tub to me. But if you knew that was a body and that's what remained of you, it was kind of disgusting. Um, also, like, I already knew that she was part of our team, but, like, in our old building where we worked, I went to the bathroom once. She came in. She also answered a call for this company while on the phone there. And she was talking to people on there. And so other people from our company had come into the bathroom. And she's just freely about, like, oh, okay, what type of situation? Like, okay, what kind of cleanup? Like, nobody else in our company had any idea of what was going on. But I was like, mm-hmm, I know. I'm like, can you send me pictures afterwards? Because I kind of want to see it. <laughs> Kind of curious. I'm like that law and order person who wants to see everything. One day, I think we just were like asking her what the worst thing she's ever seen. And it was the hot tub story. And she was like, I have a photo. And all of us were like, nah, you can't unsee that. Like, we're not, we're not going to do it. And Sarah was like, I'll, I'll, want, I'll look at it. And you said to this day, you know exactly what it looks like. And it has haunted you. So I'm glad I did not take a peek. I wish I was part of the team because I would have wanted to see that photo at that point. She also told us another story about, this is a cleanup she actually had to go do, was, um, it was, I think this guy had been in a wheelchair and then somehow had, like, fallen out of the wheelchair and his head had been, like, whacked in. So there was, like, a huge blood spot and it had gone under the, like, washer or dryer so they had to like remove the appliances and pry up all the floor because the blood and everything had seeped under there but somehow the police just said it was like a like an accident like he had just fallen out of the chair himself and hit his head but she found like an object like a golf club or something that matched up to with like a skull fragment or something so she really was playing like detective as well which I did find those intriguing and I enjoyed hearing her like true crime stories but I also was kind of horrified that like I don't know I don't know if she was just making it up or if the police weren't very thorough I loved the murder story like where she was like this person was murdered. She was like explaining the blood splatter and all this stuff. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> she has lived so many lives. So she definitely was a, I don't know. She had so many hats, but she was, she was not necessarily the person that you expected off the first, you know, first look. So she was a perfectly fine person. We liked her a lot, but it just didn't end up working at the end of the day. So there's that.
I have one little thing to add, too, because this is my whole personality where I struggle to pass things off to people because I like them done a certain way. So that's one thing you have to let go also when you are hiring someone that you're going to allow them to do something where in your mind you're like, it has to be done this way. And so, like, you have to be good about that. You do also have to be able to give them feedback, though, because while I understand that everyone might not pack a box the way I do, to Katie's point, you can't have highlighters running loose in a box that are going to ruin your tablecloth or something like a valuable asset that you have. So there are certain things that have to be done a certain way only because we've learned from previous disasters. Like literally we have had our pens that have highlighter caps leak all over our backdrop and we've been cleaning it like using water to clean it out of the backdrop on site at a show, which is always causes me slight anxiety and a panic. So it's not because we are trying to be super controlling, although I can be and you do have to let go of that, is that some things can't be done a certain way for a certain reason and you have to let them know. And I don't feel like she was super, I don't, I didn't feel like she took those things to heart as much as I would have liked because I feel like we had repeated conversations and I don't think anything changed, which is ultimately the reason we didn't move forward with continuing to use her. Um, Although I was probably bad at confrontation. I think I just told her we found someone and we totally didn't find someone. I just couldn't handle working with her anymore. But again, that's where we have to grow and realize like it's time to let go. Like if we have to go back in and repack and we've talked to them multiple times, it's time to let that go. We got to find a new person or just do it ourselves. And so that's why we're sharing this with everybody is so that they learn from our mistakes and they don't have to go through multiple trips around the sun with the same person when they can actually find a better person from the get go. So that kind of leads us into the next person. And this is Steve. And Steve is one of those people that we ended up having to redo a lot of his stuff and redo a lot of his content. And it just wasn't up to the level that we were expecting and we gave him feedback. And so we have a fantastic um, email marketer that we work with now. So now Steve, all these funny stories are just kind of in the back burner and we wanted to kind of share them with you. So I have experiences with him from the design side, but Sarah has a lot more experiences that I think I need to kick over to you. But I think I, hold on, I think I have to admit first that I hired Steve. Sarah wanted to put this on me so bad. She wanted to be like, um, just for the record, I did not hire him. Charlotte did. And that is true. I did. And I think it was very early on before I had a better grasp of knowing what to look for when hiring. But I will say, I will 100% admit that I am not the best hirer. Like, I definitely prefer to bring in you guys and use instincts and like gut feelings versus like it being me that hires because I don't have like a knack for it. Like, I do think it's a skill set. And in a lot of ways, I think it's kind of a natural, a natural skill set that you might kind of be born with. And there's like an intuition piece there that I think I'm missing because I definitely didn't pick up on any of these red flags with Steve right off the bat. Okay, but didn't you hire Sarah, myself, and Katie? I mean, that is true. Yes, I did. (laughs) You don't have hiring skills, but we got the three gems here. Yeah. Well, technically, Katie, Sarah, and I were already hired in, and we just eventually moved under marketing. 
And, and Charlotte also, didn't have a choice with me. Like I was like she was promoted and I was promoted under her. I don't think it was her hiring. She was just like, okay, I got this person. Same for me. They were just like, hey, we're moving her underneath you now. So really, Charlotte has just been graced the goodness of all of us, like underneath her. <laughs> she did hire Paige, and that was probably Paige. the best hire ever. So I, I was gonna say, do we say that's a good hire or not good? <laughs> Good one. Very but like, good. hiring people is so hard because it's like you go into an interview and everybody puts on a front, right? So like, there's no yeah. really good way of knowing if somebody is really gonna be good to go or not after that. We should do a future episode where we share. I think over time we've built like a template and some potential questions to ask to help weed out um, specific answers and different things like that. So. Um, we should probably do a future episode, probably not a drunken one because otherwise it would go all over the place, but a future episode where we share our hiring questions with you that have somewhat worked. Steve was pre these questions, so. We did not ask Steve these questions at all. Oh man, Steve, where do we begin? So he had so many funny things. He does. Well, I think the interesting part was that he was certified in the system that we use to send our email communications and build out our email campaigns. So that right off the bat was like, oh, okay, he's certified, that makes sense. Like, he's probably decently like, good. And I don't even, guys, I don't even remember what his portfolio looked like. I know I reviewed something, but I don't remember because one of the biggest downfalls was his, were like his design skills. So. Unfortunately, I wish I could say that like I had looked at his designs and they were amazing. And then like all of a sudden, like when we brought him on, they weren't amazing. But I don't even remember. Like, I don't think that's the case. I don't know. Could he code? I don't remember if he could code because technically we use Pardot. And Pardot, although I missed the webinar this afternoon that told me if they're actually updating it to drag and drop features, what Steve might have been okay with. But if you want cool designs in Pardot, unless you want some basic templates, you need to learn, you need to know how to code, which our current email marketer does. And so that's how she creates the awesome templates. I don't think he could do that. So he was kind of, no offense, but at the level we are, Charlotte, I think we might have been able to get certified for all I know. I don't know. But like, <laughs> it was very basic. Like if I go back and I look at the um, event communications we sent like three years ago. Yeah. Right? four years ago they're so terrible like they make me cringe I can't even go back there because there's nothing he wasn't a good copywriter either and I don't think we would have gotten our email marketing strategy to the point we did like that we're at today if we hadn't fired him I feel like he also it's interesting because our current email marketer we've never met her in person like we have we have weekly or bi-weekly calls with her so we see her face and I know her on I feel like a very personal level um, Steve, I don't think I ever got to know him on a personal level. However, he did come to visit us multiple times and they were like those really unk- awkward, like client, I was going to say client attorney, but that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> whatever client lunches and like where you just like, don't really know the person. You kind of make small talk. He bought us like little gifts, like not bought us gifts, but he brought us like, I don't know, things from his, where he was living Kentucky or whatever, like the Kentucky Derby, which was cool. But we just, like, we never really, I feel like, bonded or had a connection. And I feel like for me to get to the next level with 
whoever we're working with, I have to have that like connection, like something that allows us to be empathetic and work together and just have a good relationship. And I never got to that point with him. It was always a struggle. Uphill. I was struggle. hoping you were going to say he actually came into our office and maybe I rode the elevator with him. And when I asked what floor he needed to go to and not realizing he actually was already an employee of the same company <laughs> that we work with going to the same floor where I would feel shame and go into the corner of the elevator being like, sorry, I don't know who you are. So I'd like to say that all of our hires from Upwork have been amazing, but I already admit no, the first hey, one. False. Our next story, yep. we talked about one that is not so great. <laughs> yep. So the Spider-Man was from Upwork, Spider-Man story. And now we're calling this one the Reddit guy. Um, because unfortunately he trash talked us on Reddit after we had let go of him. What, a couple years later or was it soon? I, you guys have to explain that. We never really let go of him. We just, we hired him to do a press release or two and I don't so, know. He was very sassy. So hold on. Before we even dive into that, I want to say like, okay, so Steve was a separate one. We are diving into a new story now. So Steve, there were so many lessons learned to Steve. Like you'll hear us probably talk about it many times. But basically getting rid of Steve allowed us to get to where we are today with our content and email marketing. Um, and it really transformed the way we do things. So I think having a good person with the right skill sets can make all the difference. But so this Reddit guy, so this is the guy you're talking about, Paige. So shifting gears and going to the Reddit guy, I wish you could see my fingers in quotations, the Reddit guy. And Reddit guy, we did hire on Upwork. We did. Be clear. I hired but him. We didn't hire him in like a long-term capacity. I mean, I guess you don't ever hire anyone on Upwork in, in a long-term capacity. But with our email marketer that we have now, we've been working with her through Upwork for like years at this point. However, this guy... We hired him to do, like, what, two press releases, Sarah? Like, two? Mm -hmm. And they were, like, award press releases, like, awards that our business had won. And we said, hey, we're looking for somebody to write these two press releases. And he threw his hat in the ring. But didn't he write you a sassy message when he, like, put it, like, because they send you basically, like, a proposal or something to take on your project. And he was kind of sassy. He was. And I think I picked him because I was trying something different because no offense to the PR people out there, but I hate press releases and I find them dry and I find them boring and we were having to do them all the time. And so I was overwriting them. Charlotte was overwriting them. So we turned to Upwork to have a fresh approach and he was very sassy. Like he ripped apart our previous press releases, which on one hand I was offended. But on the other hand, I was like, okay, let's see what he's got. Like maybe he can do something more awesome than we can. And I don't feel like his press releases were bad. They were short. They were like short and sweet. Like, and we hired him like on a per contract, like one press release at a time basis. Cause you can do ongoing or you can do just like one offs. Right. So we used him twice and he wasn't bad. But then years later, I got like a mention on our company and he was like trash talking that we had sent him this information that we had paid a firm to pull for us and that it was thousands of dollars and it was good thing he didn't feel like sharing company secrets. And I was like, mm. I mean, I sent him like our award submission and I understand if maybe I shouldn't have sent him the whole thing. 
but it was what we literally, our HR department wrote up and then submitted for us to earn the award. So it was not anything that an outside company pulled together or anything that we paid for. It was literally what we do in order to make our company the best place to work. I don't know. It was very, it was horrifying though when I read it on Reddit and I realized I was the foolish marketer he was talking about. And I was like, oh my God. Well, and this was recent. Like this Reddit thread came through because we use a tool called Mention and we get daily updates of basically this tool goes out and finds instances in which our company has been mentioned out in the intranets universe. And this we got happened this. like within the last week. Yes, it happened okay. last week. Now I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> Do you, yeah, so you saw the email. So we get this email summary to our um, to our team email, and it was basically this Reddit thread, and we were like, "What is this?" And Sarah dug into it, and it turns out this guy was just like trash talking us on Reddit and saying things that weren't even true so we were like this is really confusing because this isn't even what happened and this isn't even the scenario but yeah so definitely be careful about who you are hiring and this was we hired him like two years ago this was back in 2018 and it's 2020 right now so it was in, in at the beginning of 2018 so it might have even been like 2017 2018 so definitely like two full years ago that he remembered this and the fact that he even needed to call out our company i found was kind of weird like he could have done the information he posted on reddit without calling out our company so i would be a little careful with upwork i think we were probably little eager beavers in the beginning and didn't realize i didn't realize the full scope of everything um and you probably want some ndas and things like that um before you start working with people and sharing information just to protect yourself and your company and not have scary things like that come back on you i think i was panicking i was like Charlotte, I have to tell you about this thing I might have done two years ago that I didn't know I did that was bad, and I don't know. It was scary. I, after reading, like, his the thread that I saw from the email, it almost seemed like he was trying to say, like, oh, I could have done this, but I didn't back then. Like, trying to make himself come off better, which I feel like he really didn't have the access, what he wanted to in the thread, to make it come off better. And I think it was more just for his whole ego type deal instead of just... it's like come on I like reddit for like funny threads I don't care about like you being serious on reddit nobody is serious on reddit so what are you doing well and the funny part was too he was like they sent over this confidential hunt like ten thousand dollar research project and I was like "Mm, excuse me (laughs) sir we wrote we sent you over a document that our head of HR wrote to tell you about the new cool things that our company has been doing the past year, which means like getting a shuffleboard table and like (laughs) maybe like bringing in a few extra lunches and like, I'm sorry, none of that is company secrets, nor did we pay for it. So time out. When you say shuffleboard table, I want everybody to know it is not a legit shuffleboard table. I hate this table, but I enjoy a nice shuffleboard table that is the full length, and I want the thing to go across the whole thing. And ours at our at our work is not like that. So don't think that we're all bougie and we got like shuffleboard tables. We don't. It's a fake one. I'm with you. I hate, I love playing bags or cornhole, whatever you guys call it. Yes. And when you don't do the standard size, it fucks you up. 
Because when you throw the bag and you're expecting a standardized length, mm -hmm. you hit it at the right length and you get it in the hole. But when it's the short one, which is the cheaper option a lot of people have, you hit it and it falls right off the front and it is a huge issue. So I'm with you, Kelly, on your games. Wait, hold on. I have a question though, Kelly, about your shuffleboard table. Did you have a table that was a full length shuffleboard thing or was it like an outdoor shuffleboard court? No, oh no, no, not like a court, which that's kind of fun to have done that like at like an all like resort, you know, an all inclusive resort thing. But like there's a bar by me that has the full length like table one. And that is like what I'm talking about. Where it's I didn't I didn't know ours wasn't full length. Is that a dumb question? No. Well, because <laughs> it's like no one ever uses it because it's in a weird spot right now, but it is not like full length. It's not like the nice material that it needs to be and things like that. And then also just to add on to Paige's point, we do like office Olympics things at work, like when I used to be part of it. And when we did our bags competition, I brought in like actual good bags. It had to be regulation size. The ones that we used the last year were plastic crap ones and it bounced every time you hit it. And I hated that. So when it comes to games, I am very on point with those and I take that stuff seriously. <laughs> so. <laughs> Makes me mad that he was talking about we're bougie with our our boards and we're not. Well, does anybody have anything else to add about different hiring and firing contractors or we think we are maybe good with this? Sarah? My only other thing is that I feel like Kyle, did Kyle tell us this? Kyle told us. You should that. hire slowly right? Like make sure you do all of your due diligence, make sure you ask all the appropriate questions, get samples of their work. I don't know if you're allowed to have them do a demonstration of their work, but if you can somehow have them shadow or intern or do some kind of presentation, figure out as much as you can about them in a non-interview environment, because I think to Kelly's point earlier, that's where people put on a front and so you don't know what's real and what's not. Um, and then fire quickly, fire fast. As soon as you realize it's not working, obviously you need to give people chances and you need to talk to them and give them feedback. If you don't give them feedback and you fire them, I feel like that's not great. But if they don't improve over time, then at a certain point you need to reevaluate and just get rid of them because they cause more hassle and headaches than they are worth. 100% couldn't agree with that more. So we appreciate you for listening to our um, kind of almost therapy session here as we kind of digress about all the issues that we've had to deal with. And we would love to hear if you have also had some sort of freelancer issue or some sort of employee issue that you had to hire and fire quickly, something like that. Please let us know. Share it on our Instagram stories with us or Instagram page, whatever you want. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Drunken Marketing, part of the Wine and Whiteboards podcast. Cheers. Yes. Yes. Thank you for listening to Drunken Marketing. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the ridiculously hilarious and real marketing experiences from the Wine and Whiteboards team. If you haven't checked out our full-length episodes, pour yourself a glass of your favorite vino and join us. We share marketing tips and design tips on everything from content marketing to website redesign and so much more. Wondering how you can support the show? If you love our podcast, leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe. Share it with your friends, family, enemies, or whoever else you think would enjoy the Wine and Whiteboards podcast. 
We're always looking for new listeners to add to our wolf pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 <laughs>